What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 148th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always... In all his blurry glory is my good friend, Wink. What's, What's up, up Dinosaurus Rex? How's it going? No, you know, just just chilling. Sounds very exciting. You know? I don't know. You might have noticed. Some people might not or even probably care. Don't. But I have not shaved my beard in probably a month and a half. And I'm just going to just keep letting it go and see I what like happens. I like it. So, Nice. Over the course of the weeks on this podcast, you're probably going to just... I'm kind of curious if it's going to turn into one of those nasty, like... Sorry, that's a bad way to say it, because I'm sure people (laughs) have them. But I don't like the ones that are just going to a point and they're straight down. I want it to puff out. More of like a Santa Claus That's what mine does. Mine poofs. I'm kind of curious. I'm trying to curious if mine poofs or not. I just oh, don't. I well, hold I on. Know that if People are saying the they cannot thing, hear me on the stream. Greasy. What? All right. Um. Let me take the real live quick. technical issues. And you're fixed. All right. I'm so, back. Yeah. Anyways, yours does. You're good now. Yours does the puff thing. Yeah, right? it kind of. That's yeah, it just kind of, it's all there. I, I I'm about to trim mine down a lot. Um, the soldier females graduating this weekend, and I have been ordered to going to be a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah, I've been ordered to uh, clean up a little bit. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I've been ordered as well. <laughs> I am going against orders <laughs> and not shaving, and we'll see how long it Very lasts. Nice. So, Very nice. so far. We're good, but you know, whatever. Uh, you're doing something a little bit different this week with your audio, so hopefully we don't have the same issue we had last week. Uh, of course, if you listen to last week's podcast, the audio only version, you will know that uh, the first half was a little bit rough because we had to use my Skype recording of you because your audio basically disappeared and it was a whole thing. And, um, As you may or may not know, my internet is terrible, so when we have to use audio that I record through Skype, not going to be, uh, you know, up to snuff, so. Yep. But I have, I actually, um, 
charged my headphones this week, so they will be fine for the whole podcast and should not cause me any issue. So, Very nice. I actually thought I had for weeks. We'll see what happens. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, what I was saying was I wanted to be, do a big shout out to our sponsors at Blue. Uh, those guys really help us out with all our audio quality. If we could figure out but not our, our tech part issues. of it and making it work. Yeah. If we could get our tech issues under control, <laughs> you we would sound absolutely fantastic because Blue surprises us all the time with the amazing quality of our microphones. We got these nice sparks and the headphones that we have. Awesome wireless powered headphones with noise canceling, all that stuff, all the good stuff. Blue just has amazing products. So if you're interested in any of their type of stuff for streaming, video games, YouTubes, whatever you want to use it for, uh, go head over to their website and use SOPod on your checkout, and you'll get one fifth, twenty percent of your price off, which is Woo! a really good deal. So, yeah, exactly. SOPod at bluemicrophones.com, and you should get a really good deal on some really good stuff. So, wanted to throw that out there right before we started, but I think it's time for uh, a little something, something. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Holy hell, what a week. Hey Dan, I don't know if you can tell or not, but look look in the life. You see do you see my forehead? Do you see a mark on there? Because I swear to God, all week all I was doing was just smashing my head into a brick wall. That's what it felt like every time I got on to Swoga. We'll get to that in a second. So I uh, want to give a big shout out to uh, Debo's Guild, who unfortunately took us down in this territory war. Um, we fell a little bit short. Barely. Yeah. We were. <laughs> uh, we left a few ship teams. Um, they, they, cl- they ended up clearing. So, you know, we just kind of quit at that point because there was no possible way to win. I think there were like four ship fleets left, but... Um, Weren't as efficient on offense as we should yep. have been. Um, our territory war general didn't do a great job either. Um, I'm assuming it's been a really busy that week guy. for him, and he probably didn't strategize as much as he should have, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> so shout out to Heroes of ESAD and uh, Devo's Guild, who, um, who won. Congratulations, you guys. So. Yes, congratulations. That was a really fun one. Kind of surprised. Man, it was down to the wire, of course. Those stinking special bonus territory wars are always... We've had a couple tough ones like that, tough losses. Yep. That is definitely true. Um, But what can you do? Soldier on. Soldier on. Indeed. Um, All right, so the other thing is I have... Recently, got my pimp mm-hmm. trooper to seven stars. Do you know what that means? That means you can use him in all phases of Dark Souls. Hell yes, it does. Which also <laughs> means, for the first time ever, I was able to completely destroy that special mission in uh, phase six. So that was pretty awesome. Um. Uh, that was just fantastic. I've been wanting to beat that for a while. And Range Trooper, 
I, I mean, it's effortless. You just, I, I walked through it. I mean, like it wasn't, I wasn't even close to losing at any point whatsoever. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's just a total juggernaut. He, he, he's such an awesome character. Love that guy. Um, Cool stuff. So, um, yeah, I agree. So do, you, cool. do, do we want, should we save the ranting for when we talk about the event later or should we rant now? Should save it because I think that's pretty much the uh, meat and potatoes of that whole section. So, so I got Padme <laughs> to gear nine. I got all seven stars. I took Ahsoka to gear 12, uh, put three of the regular gear 12 pieces on her, put a Zeta on General Kenobi. Um, put a Zeta on Padme's leader ability because I think GK, Zeta, and Padme's leader two very important Zetas for building a Galactic Republic team if you're going to do that. I finished up my Cantina farms, which th- these double drops were amazing for me. Uh, I mean, I, I did a lot of work on finishing up some characters and getting shards of characters I really needed. I blew through some crystals this weekend. It was pretty nice, but... Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm now farming cruise node constantly and racking up the shard shop currency. <laughs> Such a relief to be done with that. I'm very happy. Um, the, so did been, you, it's such a brainless activity now. I've been doing that crew node yeah, for I'm, three months I'm now. I'm starting to realize how nice it is. Oh, it's just like, it's like, okay, I got some energy, spend it there and... So it's really funny uh, and kind of sucked because it's just such a waste when the uh double drops were on Cantina because all I was really getting was double shard shop currency. It would have been nice to have someone to farm during that. That would have been the perfect time. Yeah, but still double shard shop currency is hard hard to beat. Let's be honest. Oh no. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just it's just <laughs> yeah. I love I love seeing the big numbers on characters when you sim them during double drops. Yeah. It's not no. as much when it's someone I already have maxed. 100%. I agree with you. Um, so the other thing was we had all these packs for the you know whole May the 4th thing. Which one of those gear packs did you buy? Did you buy any of them? All of them? What? Because we had... Uh, let's see. We had Carboni. We had the stun gun. We had... Uh, the droid collar. We had the golden eyeballs and stun cuffs. Did you buy any of those? Nope. <laughs> I didn't buy any of them because I just uh, my crystals were drained from uh, gearing up Malak, so I didn't feel like buying more crystals just for those packs. And totally understand. Just let them go. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. But the packs were good. I mean, I thought they were a pretty good deal, especially since even if you got the lower one, you were still getting a good deal. So I bought all of them besides the droid collar one. I had no use for the droid collar one, but I bought the gold eyeball one, which was, what, 365 or 360 crystals, Uh, normally 375. So they, they, they were all basically a 1020 crystal discount even if you got the worst drop but uh, I got 25 of those so I made out okay on those however 
on the stun cuffs, stun guns, and carbonis, I got 50 pieces on all three of those. And, you know, they were what the, however many crystals it was, 690 or whatever. So, I, I mean, I ended up cleaning yeah. house on those. It went really well. Well, that's good. You must uh, go to Vegas often. You know, haven't been in a while. Or you I should used to go a lot. I love from the it. I love from the south of it. It's it's so much fun. Um, that's <laughs> beside the point. Uh, so one last thing. Speaking of gambling, by the way, here's how I like to do Grand Arena. You ready for a story? I am ready. So because I that intro was in uh, top notch in this. Uh, current grand arena the 3v3 so you have the top tier the bottom tier the bracket that i'm in so uh what the the top row and the first one on the bottom they all all those territories have three teams and then the bottom left or bottom right whichever territory has the two teams so if you have to pick two territories to clear you're better off clearing the top territories because you will end up with more overall points because there's more teams and therefore you get a bigger bonus on the territory for clearing it. And, um, you know, that's assuming you have enough teams to clear it. But I like to gamble. So what I decided to do, which was genius, was I put my Darth Revan team on the bottom front. That way... If the enemy put his Darth Revan on the top front, I would be forced to beat it if I wanted to win. That's how much I like gambling. Um, and this That's this wasn't an actual strategy. Similar. Um, that is ha- actually well, okay. So I, I set my team up and everything. I really didn't think about it, and the guy went through. He Beat all my teams. He took two ti- two tries on one of my Night Sister teams. He couldn't beat my Darth Revan team. So then I started clearing his territories. I cleared the bottom one first, opened up the back one, beat one of those teams, and then went back, started looking at his Darth Revan and stuff, and um kind of started looking around and started to do the math because there were two teams left. And basically, even with the territory war bonus. I had to average 84 points per team in order to win. And I just started scratching my head. I'm like, something's not adding up here. And then it dawned on me what the issue was. It was because he was able to clear one more team due to where I placed my Darth Revan. So it put me in a position where I had no choice but to beat his Darth Revan. And he had Malak. I don't have Malak. So he actually put down... Darth Revan with Basilishan Fallen and Malak. And I had to get through that to have a, any sort of chance at winning. So I sent in Jedi Knight Revan, Grandmaster Yoda, and um, Jedi Knight Anakin. And I almost took out Basilishan Fallen. So close. She was in the yellow health. She was about to die. I just... I, I wasn't able to kill anyone with that team. Um, once... Once uh, Darth Revan went, it just went south big time and did not end well. So I was so I kind of started planning how I would be able to clear out the rest of the teams and put myself in a good spot, but still take out his Revan team. And 
of course, I started thinking, I was like, well, Han, even though the team's loaded with turn meter, Han will go first, assuming one of them's not at full TM, which is not a great chance of that happening. Um, So right. I went in with CLS, Han, and Chewie. I was able to use Han to take out Basilish on Fallen, so I didn't have to worry about those debuffs. Then I just had to work my way through the other two. And fortunately, I was able to get enough counters and do enough damage to clear him out in my second turn. I was so freaking relieved, and I, I suspect that he is going to be rather annoyed once he actually goes back and sees what happened, because I'm sure people with Darth, Darth Malak are not expecting to lose, especially when there is a Darth Revan team that they're having to face, um, you know, on defense. So, yeah, uh, those those teams are pretty, pretty, pretty tough, but... Um, yeah, that was a really. You know, what's funny is I don't put so, BSF in the three v three team. You what? What if you said I don't put ba- uh, BSF in the three v three team? Well, because you Malik, have at least. Yeah. Okay. You put HK in. I put HK, Darth Revan, and Malik because I found a team. I found a team that a lot of people just completely don't even really what's the word they underestimate is Emperor Palpatine lead with Vader and BSF every time I've set that on defense it's taken at least two attacks to beat interesting so I've been throwing BSF in with Vader and Palpatine and it's been working pretty well in fact, oh, she's amazing. That'll there. lead yeah. to a little bit of something. That'll lead to a little bit of something with my week so far. But yeah, interesting. I know a lot of people do put BSF with those two, and I'm sure that's a good team. But I haven't found that Darth Revan with HK and Malik has had any problems staying on defense either. So yeah, that's a good point. I like to make yeah, two that's teams interesting that do the same. I usually put Palp Vader and Tarkin in 3v3 on defense because Tarkin has the turn meter reduction and then you can kind of get them into a stun lock position. But here lately, I've been saving Palpatine for offense just because, I mean, the stuns are pretty nasty. It works great against a lot of teams. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, that was oh, that pretty, was it, huh? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, other than suggesting to people, if you put Darth Revan on defense, put him in the top territory so that you're in a better spot if they clear everything besides your Darth Revan. So. You know, what's funny is I actually lost a Grand Arena last week because I the opposite of what you're saying. Oh, really? It might have been... Uh, I'm at 3.978 million right now, so I'm not quite at four. Okay. But and so maybe the numbers there are different, but the I was able to clear out his ships and his I was able to clear out his front top zone and his ships and everything around his Darth Revan. Like one shot, but I couldn't kill the Darth Revan. He was he couldn't get through Darth, my Darth Revan on the top, but since I had, there were four characters or four teams behind this bottom zone where my Darth Revan wasn't, 
he just got so many more extra points for defeating those four teams on the bottom. Yep. Even though he couldn't get through my Darth Revan, that he actually beat me in that case. So, I don't know, man. I don't know which one's right there. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, my week's been... I actually have things written down, so I guess my week's been a little busier than lately. So that's nice. I wasn't just gearing Malik all week, all the time, uh, this week. So, for beginning of the week, first thing I did, I took Newt Gunray to gear 11. I stopped at gear 11, didn't give him any extra pieces, but uh, very easy gear. I think he's like 27th on that gearing list that we, uh, we've talked about. So that's the reason I actually started doing him, was because he was really low on that list. And because I knew he was getting a rework. And also because of the rumors that he will be like Vader and Palpatine or like the Hoth bros for the new territory battle. So we're one where you're going to want to have Newt Gunray yep. geared to use in the territory battle along with the rework. So took him to gear 11. Um, interesting side note is Carrie or CG Carrie on her Twitter this week's was looking for. Okay. Did you know that there was a church of Newt discord server? Uh, I did not. <laughs> That's a thing that apparently exists. And she was looking for the leader of that server. Uh, didn't say anything about why, but all I can think is that rework that's coming. She wanted to mention something to them. And, uh, so I don't know, maybe that was this week, like a couple of days ago. So maybe we'll see those reworks sooner than we thought, but I am now ready for the newt. The Newt Gunray uh, meta, that's not going to be a thing. But I'm ready for Newt Gunray, so we stoked about that. And then after I moved off Gunray, I started uh, gearing Range Trooper, uh, getting ready, because I'm almost to 7 stars now. 17 out of 100. Uh, I'm a furnace away from gear 9, so hopefully soon I'll be beating that that special mission the same way you you were talking about earlier this week. I'm down with that because I've never even I don't even bother attempting it because the the few times that I have I've just gotten absolutely yeah. destroyed. It's tough if you don't so, have the right characters. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, what else? One round one of Grand Arena by twenty points. It's uh pretty funny. We both had Darth Revan and we both couldn't get through Darth Revan, but. Uh, we both had him in the same exact spots. And so he cleared out everything but my Darth Revan. Everything that he could but my Darth Revan. And I cleared out everything I could but his Darth Revan. And I did everything of his in one shot. He took two attempts on my Palpatine Vader BSF team. And that's I ended up winning round one by 20 points. So... That's another reason that I really like that Palpatine team. Comes down to it. Gave me the win in that first round this week. Heck yeah, very nice. So I will take it for sure. And here's another weird one that uh, hasn't happened for a long time. I think I've done at least five out of seven Grand or Galactic Wars this week with my bounty hunters. Uh. Trying to get those ridiculous amount of uh, Boba Fett... Um, payouts. I hate those. I mean, 
I don't even, I might not be even at a, at a hundred out of 500 yet after this week and the few weeks before this where I was doing it. Cause it's just like some of those early nodes in Galactic War, you just kill everyone before you get to the, the 10, uh, the 10 you need. Yep. It's oh, super annoying. Dude, I've been rolling through Galactic War every day. feel like I'm on a new account again. <laughs> Crazy. Um, <laughs> Funny that you mentioned that because uh, that was something I forgot about the uh, the Sith agent prestigious quest. I've I've made no mm-hmm. effort towards doing, but um, after this week, as far as you know, uh, one of the things is defeat a thousand Galactic Republic enemies with Count Dooku present. I'm up. I'm magically up to two hundred and seventeen of those. <laughs> I. Wonder wow. how that happened. did that all happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, I guess, kind of a good thing from the event. Okay, well, don't let's not get into that. Um, yeah, basically, and here's we were just talking about quests, so I wanted to mention this. I'm super annoyed on my alt account. I finally started like going through some of the quests to just try to clear them out. One of I did the Ewok quest, finished that one off. You know, got my uh, Wicket portrait. And then I started doing this, like some of the original intro quests that I hadn't even touched. Well, now I'm on the one where it's earned 600 uh, raid tickets, which was one day done. <laughs> but the other part to it is to participate in four heroic pit raids. Ah. Do you know how you can not get that done? Simming. Oh, no pit. kidding. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, like the, the quest is, unless I get like the entire guild to actually fight the pit and not do Sim Reward, I'll never finish Oh, that's that annoying. And I I mean, I'm okay with it because the re- rewards aren't that great, but I'm not okay with it in the fact that I get really annoyed seeing a bunch of quests that I don't yep. want there, and that one is one of them. I can imagine. So, yeah, it's just sitting there staring me at me in the face, and I'm like, Four pit raids, really? I've probably done 12 since I got the quest. Not a single one counts because they're all sim. You need to get that guild to do what Shattered Order does and, like, alternate, um, you know, like, prestige quests. Prestige it. Raids. Yeah. Quest quest raids. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to this. Strong with us. This update is Young Catalans. Oh, may the fourth be with you. Woo! Yeah, it was a thing. It, it happened. It was. All right. You know what's so, funny is my daughter heard that uh, May 5th was a holiday, and she said it, it was because it was Revenge of the Fifth, and I just shook my head. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's that's not the holiday that May 5th is. Hey, if she wants to believe that, that's but, totally fine. Um, however, personally, I'm a margarita fan, so, yeah. Man, I worked on May 5th. It was very depressing. Well, I did too. All of the drunken Discord messages. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even think I drank at all on the, on the 5th either, but. No. Well, drinking now, so we're good. Very nice. What are you drinking? (laughs) Uh, it's called Mural. And it's, uh. Cerveza. 
Watermelon, lime, hibiscus, agave. It's from New Belgium, Ooh. so pretty freaking good. Very nice. I like it. I am drinking, um, it is called H2O. It is very delicious. Who makes that? Um, I, I assume God. Earth I brewing? Don't know. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he said, there you go. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, rain cloud uh, brewing? All right, so uh, it's 4th of July. Or 4th of July, my lord. Uh, May 4th stuff going on. There was a mosaic picture from Celebration that Capital Games put together. Um, that was pretty cool. It was like the Galaxy of Heroes logo thing with a mosaic of all the pictures from Celebration. Um, you had an interesting question. I put this note in here. Yeah, I put this note in here because I just thought about this when I was going through the forum uh, updates for this week to put into the show notes, but I haven't heard anyone talk about this or look into it, and I bet someone out there has done this, but if you click on the link that they put in there, you can zoom in to that picture, that mosaic, and click on every single picture and make it big and see what the pictures are. And there's, I don't know, there's got to be 200, 300 pictures in there, tons of them. And I'm just curious if anyone had gone and looked through those pictures, because it would take a little while, and see if there was one picture in there that they had stuck in there as like a Easter egg, I guess. Maybe something that would give some kind of hint to what's coming. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's looked at this thing. I might, uh, if I find time, go sit in there and kind of... I can look through two rows at a time, so maybe I can sit there and scan through all the rows and just look, but... uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if there was something in there. I haven't seen any videos or any talk about it, so I don't know. Maybe they did and there was nothing, or maybe no one has, but I thought that was interesting. Finity looked at it. He looked at every photo. Nice. Well, maybe there's nothing. Was Interesting thought, Was there though. anything really good in there, Grande? Let, let, let us let us know if he ran across something. Let us, let us know. Um, what was this other thing? Oh, yeah, this, uh, the, the little Gear 12 deal, the gold rings and such, they also sent out a um, file for that, so you can basically stamp it over your picture and, um, you know, get... Wasn't that on Life for the longest time, Yes, I think? it was. Yep. So, nice to see it's actually there. I can download the PSD file, but... People have had that as their avatar for so long. Some people that I know that I would like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'll feel like I'm I'm behind on this trend. But it is really cool. Uh, hopefully we see some other stuff like that. That would be pretty sweet. I'd love to have like a cutout of like one of the characters where I can just put my face in it. I mean, I know how to do it in Photoshop anyway, yeah. but <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. Every new character, like the Padme. Just put my bearded face on Padme. That'd look great. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So, what was the deal with the uh, territory war time change or date change? Okay. Yeah. So there was an there was a post put out that said you know originally that this territory war was supposed to start on the fifth, and instead it's it ended up. They said that there was some kind of internal update they did to the game and pushed the 
Territory War back a day, but didn't update the calendar post. So Territory War started a day late. The interesting and annoying thing to me about that, and the only reason I put it in there was this Padme event timing, taking everything else out of the Padme event, the timing of it was absolutely terrible. Like, I know they moved it to, like, the noon start so that people wouldn't have to wait up all night. But the event started when your last phase of territory battle was ending. So, trying to coordinate between people that want to play the event and trying to get all your GP deployed and everything else that's not been done right there at the end of territory battles. Super obnoxious. The second part was when it ended, it was at right at the end of a territory war. So... People are scrambling to try to finish this event if they can while we're trying to finish a territory war. So the timing of the Padme event as far as territory war and territory battles was super obnoxious. I don't know what was going on there or if they even looked or thought about that. But if the territory war had been on its normal day, this wouldn't have even happened. Grande brings up an interesting point about them. Uh, trying to stagger the offense times between Territory War and Grand Arena so you don't have, like, basically the same days overlapping. Um, I don't pay much attention to these sort of things, to be perfectly honest. But, I mean, that is obviously a great strategy because, you know, more days that you can have stuff why to that do doesn't, seems good. Here's why that doesn't matter to me. Territory War, you have to do... Pretty much stay on top of it all day long to know when things are opening up and when you can fight certain teams, whatever. Grand Arena, you can do that's it any time. So if I don't, if I want to wait till the next day, that's not territory war time, and fight after the territory war even ended, yeah, I could do that. So I understand the idea, but to me, it just doesn't really yeah. matter. But so. Maybe it matters to them. I don't know. Obviously, it does because they changed. So, it, so. the other big thing that happened this week, um, this has kind of been a discussion for a while, but Grand Arena mods have not been locking correctly. This kind of seems like a problem, doesn't it? It seems like a very big problem, um, especially. Yeah. So apparently this is a a banniful offense banniful bannable offense. Um and I was like, <laughs> what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. So um basically there was an, there's an issue with setting up your mods, you know, before the grand arena on defense. And then when you go in on offense, the way you select squads, you can basically, if you select select pre-built squads, it will not use your mods that were saved in the Grand Arena, essentially, uh, which allowed you to kind of move mods around. Um, but this is something they are tracking, counted as an exploit. And they will be banning people, so do not be doing it. Um, not recommended. Well, the other part to it is, as well, gear, uh, Zetas, any gear yep. or uh, abilities, pretty much anything that you can do to a character to make them better 
can be done during the Territory Wars and Grand Arenas right now, which is a massive... Here's the thing. I'd say for 95% of the population, they're not going to want to worry about doing this. But there will always be that 5% that does. And for that 5% to beat you that way would really, really suck. Especially when you're looking at a what people have and what they have left and how they're geared uh, in the, pre- the defense. Uh, when you're setting your defense and you see the way it is, and then you see yourself get cleared and have no idea how that could possibly even happen, yep. which has happened to a lot of people that I've known. Whether or not it was this or not, I don't know, but it's just not a fun experience uh, for that if those 5% of people are using this exploit. So it's a big problem for sure, and it's not going away for a while because they also said that it will be... This is the part that confuses me. Most likely to roll out with Grand Arena Championships or the new territory battle. Two things from that statement that they made. Grand Arena Championships sounds like it is, from that statement, is coming before territory battles. And if Grand Arena Championships comes before territory battles and they don't put this fix in till territory battles, the new territory battle, that would mean the Grand Arena Championships with the new ranking structure and everything else would be would have however long a month two weeks whatever it is between the updates where people are able to use this obviously they can track that and they're going to ban people yeah. but that it's you're putting out a node where it's based on skill in a thing where there's an exploit and that would make no sense to me if this got re- grand arena championships got released while this wasn't still fixed yep. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only no, one. They there, but it does not make sense. Needs to get fixed to release Grand Arena Championships without. Totally this fix. agree. Um, and it's so. not like an easy fix. It requires the title update and such to fix it. So, um, you know, next big title update, of course, will be the new territory battle and Grand Arena. So hopefully, we do see that then. Um, but of course, the big, the the most important thing about this is, uh, I mean, you know we can all legitimately say or say we've never lost um, a legitimate Grand Arena. Yeah, exactly. I'm blaming all my losses on this <laughs> forever. Yeah. From this point forward, any loss is legitimate. All the past losses. Nice try, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. All right. What is next? Up next is the update on the 5... On the 8th of March. Nothing really big here, but it was pretty cool. Um, They put out a post, an update, in honor of uh, the Star Wars beloved actor, Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca. Uh, Basically, put out a new portrait of Chewie. Pretty cool uh, image there. And a new title, Loyal Friend. And the Loyal Friend title actually calls it out what it's for. It says, Peter Mayhew will be forever in our hearts. Tribute to the Lost Friend. So it's pretty cool. They did a little tribute to uh, Peter Mayhew in the game in an update this week. And for everyone that want, I saw on Reddit, so a lot of people were complaining 
And I don't know how, like, I don't know how serious the complaints were, just kind of asking the question, whatever. But they said they were talking about how come this didn't happen for um, Carrie Fisher? This didn't happen for Kenny Baker. And uh, the only thing I can say to those is that back then they didn't have titles or portraits. So I don't know how they could have really done a very, besides maybe like a message in the game about them with nothing attached to it. Yeah. I don't know how they could have done the same type of deal for those two that they did for Peter Mayhew, but I know that if portraits and uh, titles were in the game at those points, then I'm pretty sure every one of them would probably get the same treatment. So yeah, pretty cool. Really uh, using both of them right now. And uh, see how long I go back before I go back to Wicked. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Indeed. Um, oh, and then there was another big one. Thank God. At least to me. If you play with your sound on, they fix the audio bug. So if you're... Oh, man. It's so obnoxious. This thing was flipping your sound back on every time you closed the app and opened it again. Not good, man. If you, Lots of people got busted this week in your, meetings. Not good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, man. I mean, it was doing that on the the live stream I did this week of the Padme event. It just kept turning itself back on. So obnoxious. So. Last thing, yeah. update 5.9. They had one the next day. It was a server update. But they handed out the shards for people. This is... I'm not going to give, I'm not going to talk about the event yet because we're not there, but they handed out shards for people that completed the Padme event, but weren't awarded their shards without going too much into the event. Could you imagine finally beating any tier of that event and not getting your shards and then not knowing when you were going to get them? Um, that would be annoying. (laughs) I, so annoying. It's like one word for um, it. Especially based like, on my experience with the event, I would be so pissed. Yes, exactly. Like I just saw that and I'm like, yeah, this happens every event, so I'm not surprised, but I this one specifically. Screw that. Yeah, so no. Um last thing is they completed a rollback of Sith Assassin's gear refunds. Um, finally, you had a question on this one. So I saw a few people who had, uh, or gear level one Sith assassins with six dot mods. Should they be forced to take them off or should they leave them? Should it be okay to leave them? I think I, I think we talked about this last week. Um, I feel it's kind of like my two star Lando. Whereas, like, oh yeah, there's no that's real. Right. I mean, I guess, I guess there is a benefit to leaving them on there, but now you can never take them off and put them on another yep. character if you want them on her. So it's kind of like a novelty thing. To me, it's a novelty thing. So I don't think they should be yep. forced to take I them agree. off. But they, if they, if they have to leave them on, obviously they know that if they take them off, they're never going back home. So it will be more of a novelty thing like a two-star Lando than anything else and I think I think it's perfectly fine to leave him on there I mean it doesn't really hurt anything I don't think so 
Well, one thing is, I didn't uh, have it. People, you know what's funny? We should ask Elon if he had six star mods on her and if they're still on his. One interesting thing about that is people wouldn't have to gear her up as high to, you know, make her fast and usable if they've already got good mods on her because that's generally how people mod her is speed. So you could actually, I mean, if you have good mods on her already, you kind of really don't need to put that much gear on her anyway. So. Hey, just an added bonus then for the fact that Lowers your GP uh, and gives you an advantage as far as mods go. Fun stuff. Beautiful. Everybody wins, except for your opponent. (laughs) Nope. All right. So uh, what is the future reporting on the weekly shipments? So weekly shipments. All those future people out there already in Tomorrowland have uh, reported back on what's in the... Weekly shipments, and it looks like for a million credits, you can get five fives shards. No, I didn't say that wrong. Fives is in the clone. You can get five clone shards for a million credits. And the only reason I mention that is because a lot of the times when you see those characters end up in those weekly shipment spots, it's relevant to something. So I'm kind of curious... If we might be hinting towards a clone rework soon, because I would look interesting. I know you would, but I would be completely. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So I had an interesting. What? Okay. So hold up a second. Okay. Elton Blues says it's been fives for the last few weeks. I can tell you now because mine's not reset, but I don't think that's right. Um, I have no idea. I thought it was B2 Battle Droid. Um, I'm looking. I'm going in now. We'll give a shout out to Chorzo while you look that up because... You mean Darth Microtransactions? Shout out to Darth Microtransactions. What's up, buddy? Oh, there. <laughs> yes, indeed. I lost you for a second. Nah, gotcha. Um, I guess it was fives. Weird. Interesting. So maybe it means nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I thought that was B2 for some reason. Maybe that was the week before. I don't know. Yep. Half the time we don't pay attention to the weekly shipments, so there I go for trying to be proactive. But... Also, something, another topic you wanted to mention, 20 stun gun salvage for 100k ally coins is also in there this week. Um, You have something to say about it. I do. Um, I'm not... uh, So, wherever this popped up this past week, people were so excited because it's such a great deal. But I was thinking today, is it? I'm not convinced. I can't remember (laughs) the last time I spent 100,000 ally coins, but... Let's let's do the math on this real quick. You get 20 stun gun salvage. Let's maths here. If you mm-hmm. go to the shard shop store, you can get 6 salvage for 186 shard shop currency. So if we equate that into, you know, uh what it costs to buy 20 stun gun salvage, 
you are basically looking at uh, 620 currency. If you figure 15 currency per shard, you need 41 and a third crystal, or sorry, character shards to get 20 stun gun salvage. I feel like you would easily get 41 character shards with 100,000 ally points. That's 400, that is 400 attempts or 400 bronzeums that you open. Yeah, that that's, wow. Okay, now that I'm really thinking about your math there, opening those bronzeums, you get a crap ton of character shards. And for in-game people that have all the characters and it's all going to shard shop, I mean, yep. spending 50k, I feel like you'd be way over 40 character shard. Yep. 100k, there's no chance you're not at 40 character shard. You'd be... So, yeah, that, that price is way too steep. The, the only thing is, you do have look- the quick purchase. So, I mean, you get a bulk of them pretty quick. But that's a lot of ally coins for that. I mean, um, I don't know. It's... It, it depends on if you need them, I guess, and how many ally coins you have. But if you're getting low on ally coins, save them or spend them on bronzeums. Yeah, I I really need to just go on a bronzeum uh, spending spree. You know, I should really not spend ally coins on this weekly shipment stuff at all until... I at the very least unlock Aurora Roar because up until Padme, Aurora Roar was the only character I did not have unlocked. So, yeah, that dude's like that dude's like fifty out of sixty-five for the life of this game. I just never gotten his shards. He's like the only character that I don't have unlocked. So, I should probably yeah. just buy Bronzeums until I get that dude. That would make more sense. So, yeah, weird. Indeed. Um. All right. Uh, you you ready to rant? Oh boy, am I? I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I don't like the reason we are, but I will do it. I have plenty of mm. thoughts about this. <laughs> you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, Well, okay, well, let me just say this. I played it for about four hours, and that's it. And not because I didn't have the characters for it, just because I did not want to spend my life on it. So I did not beat it. I did not even unlock it. So why don't you talk before I say anything? Because... My uh, my give a crap meter is very low for Padme right at this moment. Um, but go ahead. There go. is no event, there is no anything in this game that I have hated more than the Padme event. It's not that it's difficult, which it is. It's not that it's just generally frustrating, which it is. It's the fact it's so freaking random. There is no rhyme or reason to anything that any of the characters do. Is is Kenobi going to cleanse? Who the hell knows? Is Padme going to give protection up? 
who the hell knows? Is Anakin going to AOE? Hell if I know. It's every single is, attempt. Is Fishman going to revive on this oh, turn? Don't even get me started with Fishman. While, while there's no taunt going on. Like, oh my god. Yes. Completely agree. Awful. 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 I hated that event so much. I, I, I didn't even enjoy it. Um, I did eventually unlock her at seven stars. I am trying to see if I can figure out exactly how many attempts it took. I, I think I'm close to 300 attempts on getting her unlocked. Um, I'm going to see if I can actually find out the number and, uh, because that will be an interesting experiment, but, um, it was just unbelievably frustrating. I mean, I had my General Grievous, gear 12 and a half, both Zetas I put on him. Uh, my mods are pretty damn good. He had, without the gear 12 plus pieces, 52,000 health. Um, and, I mean, I was having complete and total hell. I mean, I was lucky to get to the point where I had to deal with Fishman because... Basically, a kill pattern is Padme, Jedi Knight, Anakin, then Fishboy. Because you don't really have a choice. You can't leave Padme around because she'll get protection up and then they will... They're basically a nuclear bomb once they have protection up. Uh, Jedi Knight, Anakin, you know, you gotta be careful about when you knock someone below half health because, I mean, he will just flat out truck you uh, with that stupid AoE. It was, God, it was one annoying ass event. And then on top of that, there were multiple times I got it down to just like General Grievous or Asajj versus Kenobi or Mace and just, just couldn't do it. It just didn't, just did not go my way. I just, oh my God. I mean, I don't know how many hours, like before I would go to bed, I would just sit there and play on my phone and play that event until my phone died, basically. Um, I wasted way too much time on that event this week. It just, I, I hate everything about it. It was awful. The, this is something about the kit reveal that we went over last week that I thought was very, very obvious in the event. But we talked, when we talked about our kit, we talked about the fact that both specials had a three turn cooldown. And how often that she was going to be able to get off those specials with how fast she is. Yep. Did you notice how fast she was getting that that stupid first special off where she was turning everything into protections up and healing everyone instantly? Yep. It felt like it was every other turn with her because of those low cooldowns. So completely on the ball there on the kit reveal talking about those low cooldowns because holy crap in this event... Felt like she was doing it every damn time. You get her down to the red, thinking, okay, we're good here. She's going to die next turn. Somehow, she's given turn meter. Suddenly, she's doing the, uh, God, I can't remember the name of it now. But she's healing everyone, including herself, all the way back up. Go, Jedi Nanakin comes in and one-shots everyone, one of your guys, and, and just everything is gone instantly. Reset, start again. I, my God, it was just. There's something. Okay, so you didn't play the Malik event. No. Uh, as far as I know, Correct. right? So, this is my biggest. These are my biggest complaints with this event, right? 
There's a couple of them, so I'll go over both of them real quick. First one involves the Malik event. In the Malik event, complete strategy, I felt like. Yes, it was hard, but it was hard because if you decided yourself, not RNG, if you decided yourself to make a wrong move, instantly you were punished for it and the run was dead. But if you were doing what you needed to do as strategy for that, the different events said to do, or how you people have figured out to do it, then you could beat it. Like, it wasn't that hard once you really knew what you were doing and you implemented that plan while doing it. Malik event was hard and it was annoying, but I felt like it was good. The problem with this one is the strategy is kill this tur- in a certain turn order if you can, if RNG lets you. Yep. It's not do it this way, don't make any bad moves, and you'll win. That wasn't even it. It was do it this way and hope RNG doesn't kill you. Because there's really no... The strategy aspect to it compared to the Malik event was just gone. That's point one. That Malik event, annoying, obnoxious, hard, it, but it had a strategy. This one, to me, RNG-based... Very little strategy involved. You have a strategy that you put into place, but it doesn't matter how good that strategy is if Padme's healing herself or Anakin's back and yep. killing everyone else. It's ridiculous. It was... It, like I said, well, I gave up after four hours. I enjoyed my week. I didn't stress like I watched everyone on Discord do. I was not interested in it because I knew that the only way I'm going to get her is if I get them all to gear 12 if I add in certain characters, certain Zetas, and I'm just going to wait to do that till the next time and not worry about it. Totally you know fair. I mean? So, um, in my totally opinion, this too, event would have been far less Nuke frustrating. Good to go, Pimp Trooper, good to go. Uh, this event would have been far less frustrating if they at least had a consistent pattern in the beginning. You know, if if Padme would do the same thing every time, if Anakin would do the same thing every time, especially if you're not getting to take a turn in between them, the fact that the opening turns, the special abilities that they would use would be completely different, you know, battle to battle. Like, I would have periods where they would do what I wanted mm-hmm. them to do, and then long periods of them not doing anything that would be mixed and matched and... You know, just something consistent so that we can find a strategy rather than it just literally being RNG fishing. Just freaking awful. Um, I I did, man. I hated so, it. I, I wasn't even happy when I got her to seven two. star. I was just so damn relieved. I didn't have to look at that event again. So here's point two for me, right? I didn't beat tier 5 with all gear 11 and gear 12 characters. That's how annoying it was. And that's where I gave up. I didn't I didn't even care about the unlock because I wasn't going to spend my time in there all that time in there. Yeah. Now, this is what bugs me about this event. And it doesn't bug me about the Malik one as much because you could do it if you knew the strategy at a certain gear level. But it was still harder than it would be Let me just get to the point. This event doesn't matter how much you geared the characters. Adding gear onto them, adding Zetas onto them, only marginally 
made it easier. That's true. It yes. literally was just straight up RNG, no matter yep. where you were. Now, granted, you gear them up a little bit, you have a, bit, a little better chance. But in my opinion, the five-star unlock should have been much easier than it was. Six-star should have been much harder than the five, and the seven-star should have been the hardest. But on the other part to that is, you should always be rewarded for how much gear you've put onto the characters. I agree. And the more gear you put onto them should make the event easier. But in this event, the more gear you put on them, the more Zetas you put on them, only made it marginally easier. It was still straight up RNG, still super hard, still super annoying, still hours upon hours in there. It's just, it wasn't a fun event, like, at all. Like, and that's not just me. That's you. That's a lot it's of the people that I've talked to. Yeah. Now, you know, you know who does not have that opinion? The people that beat it quickly. And and maybe they got the RNG quickly. Yes. But I've seen so many people this week try to tell everyone it was easy. And then like. But all I can think to myself is I don't know what you did differently than everyone else. Or if you just got RNG better than everyone else at the beginning of the week, but your experience is not what everyone else is. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. No, it was just terrible. Super. Um, It's, it was crazy. Tier five. I found pretty difficult. Um, Tier six. I actually found rather easy. I don't know if that's because I did do a little, I did do some mod changing. I don't know. I mean, that may have affected it a lot. But um, I was beating my head against the wall on tier five, and then tier six went pretty quickly, and then tier seven was it was a slog, man. Um, and uh, one thing that did actually end up helping a lot, um, I kept like Asage. I you know I kind of left her normal mods on there, just gave her better versions of those. But um, I ended up. Uh, remodding her for entirely offense. So she had 222% critical damage and just a total shit ton of offense um, with three offense secondaries. And because she has that stacking offense, you know, just a couple characters dying will make a pretty big difference on her AOE. And that really made a difference for me. Um, You know, just being able to kind of spam those AOEs really helped take out uh, Fishman and you know, everyone else. So, um, I mean, it still effing took forever, but you know, that, that is ultimately how it ended up being. And I did notice I was getting Padme and Anakin down a bit more often. You know, once I did that, it did seem to help, but I mean, of course there's still just basically no strategy to it. It's just, um, my, my AOEs were just doing more damage, you know, which is fine. But I mean, you shouldn't have to have mods that good. Most people don't have, you know, I mean, all oh. entirely six stop <laughs> mods with, I mean, basically every mod I had on Asajj had triple digit secondary offense. They were all six dot. I mean, I have some pretty damn good mods for these characters and it was still excruciating. Let's talk about mods really quick. Okay. Because if this is the way events are going to go, 
Those six E mods or six star mods really need to change because not being able to put them on a gear 11 character that's one piece away that you don't have or, you know, whatever. It, the fact that you can't put mods that you've worked hard on on anything but a gear 12 character drives me absolutely insane, especially in these events where to even have a chance, you need to have all this speed but everyone puts all their speed mods at six star for their arena teams. And now you can't use them in events on these lower geared characters that you don't care about except for this event. Yep. It drives me nuts the way that six E mods are only for gear 12. For example, my um, Asajj Ventress on my alt account where I was trying to do this event because I didn't even bother on my main account. Like I knew there was going to be no chance without spending hundreds of dollars to gear up those characters on my alt account gear gear 11 ventures okay i was trying to put my i i'm like okay well this is how i'll beat it this will really help me i'll just move my revan mods onto asajj to get the speed and the offense that i have from him onto her and that will give me the speed i need for you know the the strategy yeah well i went to do it and then i realized well they're all 6E mods, and they're not going to be able to go on Asajj, so perfect. No. Nope. I don't have half of what I want for this to make, to make this even work. It's it's know. frustrating. The, the mod thing sure. bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. If they're going to keep events happening like this, 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 that needs to change. Like, you put all your resources into those mods, and then you can't use them for things like this where they're important. Drives me nuts. Yep, I, I'm with you. Um, I mean, I, especially with Grand Arena and stuff giving out so much, uh, you know, slicing material and stuff. It, why not just open open the mods up? It's you know you're getting nowhere near the advantage of you you know having characters at Gear Eleven versus Gear Twelve with those mods. You know, uh, you're all. I mean because of the jumps and stats that you generally get by going to gear 12 and that you get in gear 12. I mean, you're obviously much better off with those. So why not just let's put them on gear 10 or gear 11? Who the hell cares? Um, I'm with you. That would be a great change. Even if they dropped it down to gear 10, that would be amazing. If they dropped it down to gear 11, I'd still be okay with that. This, yeah. The gear 12 thing is just a really big annoyance because half the time when you're trying to get through these events, yes, they might be te- they might be geared for gear 11 to 12, more likely 12. But if you've got gear 11 plus five pieces, you know, and you want to try the event with those mods, they should be able to be put on there. I don't know. I'm sure they won't remove it, Grande, but that doesn't make it any less annoying. Yeah. So I can I'm gonna complain about it regardless because it's still something that's stupid to me. Yeah. I mean I mean that they're not gonna change anything that makes these events easier at this point. Like that's that's the other part of this. I want to talk about future legendaries here. Because at this point, we're seeing legendaries drop at an unprecedented rate, and yep. we're seeing the difficulty of them skyrocket. And I think the reason for that obviously is because they want you to buy the gear now instead of the character shards. Yep. And to be able to use your 6E mods, you need to have that gear 12 on them 
to get to gear 12, you might be missing that one super stun gun. So buy the stun salvage to get it to gear 12. So it makes sense that they wouldn't do it. But the fact of the matter is it doesn't make it any less annoying than it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was like last year they loaded us with more keys, and this year they're loading us up with um, a bunch of gear that we need. Gear walls. It's yeah. very frustrating. Gear walls in the form of legendaries. Yep. It's, nah. So, I don't, I don't, look, you know what? Let me just say this. I don't mind this, I don't mind this way of doing things if the events are like the Malik event. If the events are like the Padme event, don't want them. Don't care. Hundred percent. But if it's if it comes down to less being strategy and more of making the right moves at the right time and knowing when you made a mistake and what that mistake was so that you don't make it again, that's fine to me. Yeah. But when you don't make a mistake at all, you just can't stop what's happening from happening. That is not a fun event to me. So if they want to keep this going. I'm totally on board with that. As long as they're not like the Padme event and they're more like the Malik event. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We will so see. That and that's 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 you know what? You put it into chat and I wanted to mention this as well. I've been so excited for the idea of a fallen Anakin uh event for the longest time. But this Padme event has completely drowned out that excitement because I know if that happens. It's going to be a nightmare, A, to either even complete, but B, also to meet the requirements to get into it. Yep. Like, the excitement level, I'm still excited for it. I want to see it. But it's just the anticipation of knowing what you need to even get into it to make it happen is is just well, a let's, major downer. Uh, let's head down this hole for a second. So... If they were to do, say, Order 66 Anakin, what would be the requirements? I mean, I think Padme is a safe assumption. Jedi Knight Anakin is probably a pretty safe assumption. Um, who, who, who else? I mean, usually, I feel like an event like that would be a new type of event. It would probably require five specific characters and not a general faction. Because I wouldn't expect it to be a legendary event. It would be some sort of... Uh, you know, heroes fall or villains rise or s- some sort of event like that. Like, I mean, we've been, this has been predicted countless times, you know. Um, so I'm just not sure who the other three characters would be. Um, R2's a possibility. I don't know that they would make him required for multiple events like that, but that is certainly a possibility. Uh, who do you think? Or sorry, I got distracted for the uh, Order sixty six Anakin event. I think there's no doubt. De- well, obviously, and I agree with you. It'll probably be a journey event, but most journeys require legendary characters. So I assume that you can throw in. You could probably throw in General Anakin, Padme, uh, Mace would probably be another one. Padme, Anakin, Mace. We're getting to the point where we now have about the five we'll need, but I don't know who the others would be. 
Grande makes a good point. I mean, they don't have a Clone Wars version of Palpatine yet, so can't throw that in there. Well, I mean, they gave synergy uh, with Jedi Knight Anakin directly with Ahsoka and General Kenobi, so it's possible that they could be in there too. Um, you kind of have all the characters kind of close. The only reason I don't see. The only reason I don't see Ahsoka in this equation at all, despite the fact that she is Clone Wars era, is the fact that she was not involved in the actual movie. So I don't see them putting maybe a character that wasn't in the sequence of events from the movie into the event. Obviously, it would make sense because she was his uh, Padawan, but I don't see her being required for him for that or a sequence that happened straight out of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it would make sense. And I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen because of the fact that she's his Padawan. But since she wasn't in the movie, I don't see her being a requirement. Yeah. I guess, I who, guess. Like, uh, who watched Rebels? Um, I didn't. So. Yeah. No, not yet. Um, eventually. Maybe if it happened in Rebels, then maybe it could happen. But I didn't see Rebels, so I couldn't tell you. I'll have to get to it eventually. But I believe you when you say it, so... Yeah. I Well, it's just I never have a place to watch it, so hopefully it will be on Disney Plus when that gets released, and then I'll watch it then. Yeah. If it... Yeah, if it comes on there, I... You know, maybe I'll have time to watch it by then. Um, so the other thing is, I kind of wanted to talk about just these... Galactic Republic characters in general for a few minutes because, you know, this is the thing that we've been waiting on whenever we saw this General Kenobi and Ahsoka rework the and the Anakin rework, the synergy that those three have together. Um, I mean, the synergy is crazy awesome. They needed the leader, which we now have in Padme. I mean, I think... Pretty safe assumption that she is the solid leader you want to go with because her kid is absolutely awesome. Um, so I think I'm going to switch to a Galactic Republic arena team this week. I'm waiting to get a little bit more gear. Uh, tomorrow, my Padme will be gear 10. That might be the gear level I go ahead and stick her in arena and just kind of see how it goes because I, you know, I just kind of want to run something different. I've been putting all this. Investing all this gear and Zetas on them, so might as well. I got to figure out though. Um, so Padme, Kenobi, Ahsoka, Jedi, and I, Anakin. I definitely want those four because I think the synergy is great, and I've got the gear on them. I don't know who the fifth is. Three PO, Grandmaster Yoda, and R two are the three that I think of initially. For Arena, strongly lean towards Grandmaster Yoda and R2 due to the fact that with similar mods, you can make both of those characters faster than an enemy Darth Revan, and that will allow you to control the match from the beginning. So R2-D2 would, um, you know, put the foresight on General Kenobi, forcing uh, him to attack General Kenobi which would then leave only him with fear and Padme would be fine because she can't get fear put on her. Grandmaster Yoda gives protection up, so fear would land on no one if he goes early, which is a huge advantage. Uh, protection up? 
or tenacity up? Protection up. Yoda? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, battle meditation thought, gives yeah. 30% protection up. Because protection up and then... Yep. Yeah. So, and of course, under Padme, the protection up leads to um, not being able to have any debuffs landed on them. Um, they resist all debuffs and can't be critically hit. So, uh, we will we will see how it goes. I'm kind of excited to at least test it and kind of see what happens because Anakin obviously has the super awesome AOE. Um, Malak will probably be somewhat of a problem due to the fact that this, uh, you know, the synergy that she has with the courage ability that allows you to do the 40% uh, max health damage, bonus damage, um, is not really going to affect Malak. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with that, the max health bonus and all the protection up, being able to load these characters up with health, I mean... um, increases that protection up health pool that they have so the fact that they can kind of keep going back into that pool is really beneficial for you know trying to prevent malik from being able to take you out uh so we will see when we were playing around on the test accounts back when she was introduced i think the malik teams were about the only thing that i really had a big problem with so over figuring out what overcomes that would probably be is probably going to be your biggest uh you know stumbling block but other than that i think and i was only using r2 as opposed to c3po or yoda so i mean that might even be something that becomes a little easier with one of those two so yep we'll see um let's see what are you, what three v three team are you gonna make with her? Okay, so three v three. That's a good question. That this is I, I tested one team, but I don't like I mentioned earlier. I'd already used my Jedi Knight Anakin, and I put Hermit Jedi or sorry General Kenobi lead with Hermit Yoda and C three PO. I put them on defense, so I was left in position with Padme, in which I had Ahsoka and. I think I used R2-D2 with her, um, and I can't remember. I think it was a bounty hunter team I went up against, and she's gear 9. My Ahsoka was gear 11, you know, at the lock for this grand arena. So uh wasn't, wasn't great, nor did it really go particularly well. But I think, ideally, you will use Padme, Ahsoka, and I'm not sure if it really matters if you use Gerald Kenobi or... Uh, Anakin, it probably depends on what you're going up against, which one of those will be more beneficial. Gotcha. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd put my input, but I haven't given it any thought, considering I don't have her, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'll let you know if I hit any in Grand Arena and how that goes. I haven't seen any yet in the first round, but... Who knows what'll happen in the next couple of rounds? I haven't even looked at my defense. Yeah. Or the defense I'm up against right now yet. Dude, one of Padme's m- sure most most important abilities to Omega is her basic because it gives the protection up. I mean, protection up on basic is great, especially when you have like Kenobi who can call in assists, right? 
Um, I don't even have the Omegas to Omega the ability. I I, I have no Omegas. I think I have two. Um, I did just spend a Zeta on Kenobi, but I... Man, I can't do anything because I just got no Omegas. It's so freaking frustrating. I still manage, and maybe this is just a mental block, and I don't know why I do it. Most of the time, I think I do it because of Zetas, because I've always had a surplus of Zetas, so I needed those Omegas at the time I went to use them. But I don't ever drop below 70 Omegas because of the need of those for Zetas. I have 70 of them. I should probably start using them because a lot of these characters I've geared up recently need Omega abilities, but there's this mental block I have. I don't ever drop below 70. And so that's why it's always confusing to me still when people say, I don't have any Omegas. And I'm like, and that basically Mm. just because I can't make myself spend them, I never am out of them. Yeah. Um, so I've seriously considered in Cantina farming the 16 energy nodes just for the shot at getting Omegas because I'm so broke. But I, I don't think I can give up the Star Shop currency, so I don't think I'm going to do that. But man. Yeah, some of those. The well, as well, the. Uh, the, pr- the price is just so damn steep in fleet currency. And you're giving up uh, Zetas if you were to buy them there. It's just that too. Getting yep. them is a pain. The I don't know. Do you want to move into this next point here? Because it kind of reminded me of the Omegas with the Omegas. Uh, the events tab. You have some yeah. I wanted to just kind of slightly. T- yeah, I'm not gonna touch on this because it, it's it's a point to me now where we're getting to the point where I feel like even though there are always events in the events tab, they're nothing to shout about or even worry about doing half the time for at least for in-game players. I really wish that they would revamp some of these events or start coming out with more of them, different ones. I think the only ones I don't have the only ones I don't have finished are the Galactic Bounties ones, which are awesome because they are hard and there's strategy involved, and you end up getting portraits for them for completing the achievement. I mean, they are the newest event, and you can see how good those are. Then you start looking at assault battles and how just how mindless they are. Omega battles are simmable, so they're pretty, pretty much nothing um at one point malik was able to destroy an entire altar table by himself uh and now that he can't even in one full sweep there are teams that can take out the altar table before everyone revives on the uh ghost dathmere event i mean there's really not any events in that event tab besides galactic bounties that i feel are must do's that are that hard or that fun to do anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really, I really, really want that event tab to be revamped. I want new events. I want 
a harder tier of Omega Battles where you can earn five, maybe. And then just keep it the same way where you can only use certain factions to do it. But make it hard. Make their some kind of achievement for doing it, portraits of whatever. Omega Battles require factions. Make their make there a be some kind of reward for having that faction or three characters from that faction ready to go. You know what I mean? I totally agree. There's just agree. so many things in that event tab. And then there's the, then there's the events that will reward you like 10 mods. And you're already at the mod cap and you know that eight of them are going to be crappy, but you still have oh. to sell mods to even get them out of the message center. Like, so I just don't do them anymore. Like, yep. there are so many things about the event tab that I just really, really need revamped stuff added just make the event tab something that when you click on it if there's not a legendary in there you're still excited to be in there you know what i mean i would not mind that at all i don't know what your thoughts are on that so yeah i don't know if you've even thought about the event Uh, tab at all i don't really feel that strongly one way or the other well it just seemed like it was always something that where every day I mean, obviously, you can look at the calendar, but who memorizes the calendar? I, I Some sure people, because don't. they all have that type of memory. I don't, but it used to be something that I went in there every day, excited to see which one we had that day. Uh, now, now that my refresh is 3 a.m. when I changed my uh, payout time. Oh, yeah. Half the time, I forget to even do my events before midnight, and they're all gone. Just because they're just not that exciting anymore yep i don't know no i'm with you i just want um, some i want the events redone I, I think assault battles are amazing they're one of my favorite events when they're difficult but even now the mythic tier has become pretty audible for you know where i'm at in the game and probably you know most more end game players probably are um you know power creeps thing and slowly get better teams get better mods and it becomes pretty easy it would be nice to see Something a little bit more challenging, but problem is I I just don't think there's much uh, money to be made in those events, so that's probably why we don't see them very often, but it would be nice to, at some point, get a revamp on those and uh, see what they can do. I'll tell you this much. If my idea were to become a thing with the Omega Battles where you could get five or even ten, make it even more lucrative to do the events if you were to make a five to ten omega version of omega battles where you required that faction to have three people at gear 11 gear 12 to beat it to get those and it wasn't simmable you had to do it every time and it was challenging people might still put gear into those characters yeah because omegas are such a such a hot commodity you know what i mean so I think there are still ways to make money off of revamped events. I just don't think that, obviously, that's not their focus right now. But they really, they're just so boring right now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so so we're, we're chatting about uh, the leaderboards on Swagaga in chat and... Um, I decided to adjust my crew a little bit. I just changed a mod on him and uh, took him up to 75,700 health, um, which will be uh, 
according to the Swagaga leaderboard, that'll put me number two. So I think I'm going to do that, give up a little bit of defense and a little bit of speed and bump him up a little bit because why not? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Goals. I need to. I need to just start stacking what, some type of stat on my my Gamorian guard and just uh, see how far up the Gamorian guard leaderboard I can go. Just to be that guy. nice. Not a bad idea. <laughs> no, not at all. Cool. Um. All right. Uh. Are you ready to get into some really lovely trivia? I am totally ready for that. Whether or not I'm ready to get answers correct is another oh, question. That's always the question. <laughs> it's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the outer rim it's time for the shattered order trivia may the force be with you all right um if you guys are going to do trivia You need to go to quizzes, Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z.com. And uh, Goodnight Punk is going to tell us that uh, game code. All right, so you see it on your screen if you're on Twitch. If you're playing at home, listening to the audio podcast, um, your code is 072565. Again, the code is 072565. Five. So that is the code, and this week we're talking about turn meter removal. So basically, Ooh. any anything that involves turn meter removal is up for grabs. So we will see how this goes. This has been in the game forever, so hopefully we know about it as a thing. Whether it's certain characters or not, that's going to be the big. Uh, the big question. So very exciting. We shall see. All right, let's do this. All right, sorry, one second. All right, we're good. All right, I'm hitting join now. Enter your name. My name is Goodnight Punk, legally given to me by my parents. They were weird. <laughs> Um, alright. Alright, we got, let's see, who we got in here? We got Grande in here, Grande Patron, good friend, Wink, Drayton, Forsu, Arrow, Can Touch, Elton Blues, all our good friends are here. Uh, so this will be interesting to see where we all land. I'm excited. Alright, who's ready? Alright, hold ready. on one are second. I got a, I got an issue. Okay, um... You just got one. All right, here we go. Yeah, one just issue? just one issue. All right, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Question number one, starting in three, two, one, go. First of all, apologies for the error last week. 
IG-100 can dispel protection up on his second special. This is the right answer. Free points. This is wrong. I like free Good points. One. Starting us off easy. All right. Well, I'm glad you said that because I wasn't sure if he was messing with me. So, <laughs> all right. Free points. Question number two. Here we go. We've all had enough of Padme. Ain't that the truth? Let's talk turn meter. Who is capable, in theory, of no removing over 100% turn meter? Biston, Grievous, Tebow, or Jedi Knight Revan? Ooh. Uh. Ah, I think I know the answer. Do you have your answer? I narrowed down to two, but I don't know how one of them would do it. So I think I'm going to go with the other one. And we'll see if I'm All right. right. Your answer right. is... My answer was uh, Grievous, but that's what I said. Once I clicked too. it, I re- and saw the answers. I was, I was really realized that Biston can do turn meter reduction himself, and then maybe there was a, a leader that added something to him, or maybe his turn meter is based on some kind of. I I didn't know he could remove situation. turn meter. Um, I was thinking General Grievous with enough enemies he would be able to remove a total of that amount. Yeah. Got me on that one. Question three. Which character can remove the smallest amount of turn meter at a time? Colonel Stark, C-3PO, Basil Sean Fallen, or Rose Tico? Rose Tico, that should be your specialty. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Forcewero mentions in chat that uh, Bistan's TMR is based on his potency. Yeah, that sounds right, and it's ba- it's it's his special second special. I am not sure. The one that doesn't do frenzy, the one that doesn't do frenzy. I think. I don't know. All right, all right. Reading this question one more time. Which character can remove the smallest amount of turn meter at a time? Oh, wow. That was weird. Smallest amount of turn meter at a time. Colonel Stark, C-3PO, Basil, Sean, Fallen, or Rose Tico? I'm going to follow a time-honored tradition in trivia and pick my answer this way, and I'll tell you after I do it. All right. Um... I s- and I'm wrong for I it. I selected Basilishan Fallen, and that is not the correct answer. The time-honored tradition I picked was picking the newest character in the game, Ooh. because it's probably right, and that was not the answer. The answer wasn't Basilishan Fallen. The answer was Colonel Stark. And that makes sense. I think he... So now I really need I, to go. I think he removes like 2% turn meter or something. It's really weird. I think Basilishan 6? I'm not sure. I'll have to look. I'm curious now. <laughs> Question four. Which of these characters is capable of the most mass turn meter removal from a team as a whole? Old Ben, Poe Dameron, Clone Sergeant, or Infus Nest? Um, I have my answer. I have mine as well, only because I feel like this one always does more. 
It's basically uh, based on a feeling. So, so which of these characters is capable of the most mass turn meter removal from a team as a whole? Old Ben Infa's Nest, Poe Dameron, or Clone Sergeant? And you select... I selected Old Ben, because I think it's, what, 30%? I believe it's 50%. Or, sorry, no, no, no. I knew it was massive. It's either 50 or 80%. Crap, I can't remember. I think it's an 80% chance to remove 50%. It's crazy good. It's awesome. Well, yeah, that's why we always talk about how it's one of the better AoEs in the move yep. game. So. so awesome. Love that character. Um, question number five. Right, why don't you hit us with the next question. Whose leader ability allows all allies to remove turn meter? Grand Admiral Thrawn, Admiral Akbar, Tebow, or Dacha? Ooh. Ooh. I'm not sure. Well, that's interesting. Whose leader ability allows all allies to remove <laughs> turn meter? <laughs> Me either. Ron, Akbar, Tebow, or Dacha? I have my answer, but I don't feel good about it. I am gravitating toward a certain answer, and I don't know if it's right. But I'm going to click it anyway, and we'll see where we go. All right. I'm down to two, and I think... Nope. What did you select? Well, did you pick yours yet? Because yes. I'm not going to tell you until I know you've yes, picked. Yes, I picked. All right, well, I picked Tebow, and it I was wrong. I picked Dacha, and it was correct. Woo! Which is weird, because... I guess I'm... No, that's weird, because... Is it only against droids? I, th I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter for the question, but I think it's only against droids, then. I, I believe that's correct. I'm not 100% sure, though. Because I only ever use Chief Nebit as a leader for the Jawas if I set them on defense as in a back zone or something. Because their his leader ability goes to everyone, and Dothcha's is only to droids. Yep. There we go. I got it right here, so let me look. Whenever an ally damages a droid, they have an 80% chance to inflict defense down for three turns and a 25% chance to remove 25% Nice. So it is only against droids. Um, Going back to old Ben, it's 60%, 60% turn okay. meter. Yep. All right. Question six. Stormtrooper Han and Stormtrooper have a weird way of removing turn meter. How does Stormtrooper Han do it? Lots of answers here. Um, when hit while taunting, removes from each enemy. At the start of his turn, removes from each enemy. Whenever he is hit, removes from a random enemy. Whenever an ally is hit, he removes from a random enemy. Oof. Yeah, this is weird. Uh, you know, it's funny because... I should know and, uh, this. I, I, I'm glad that this was called out here by Tesh because I. This is going to help me answer the question, but I always thought it was funny how Stormtrooper Han and Stormtrooper almost had like opposite oh, abilities really? as far as turn meter reduction goes. Like they're totally opposite of each other. But I can't remember which one has which. So. Um, hmm.
okay. I'm gonna I think I have my answer. I I have no idea. I'm so gonna get this wrong. Um again, how does Stormtrooper Han remove turn meter? What is your answer? I picked at the start of his turn. Uh removes from each enemy. That is the same thing I selected. And it is the correct answer. So congratulations to both of us. Hell Woo. yeah. Then you go into the next question, which is the asking the what how does Stormtrooper haunt or Stormtrooper do it? Um how does Stormtrooper haunt do it? Oof. Um Well, all the answers are the same as the last question. So, basically, um, if you heard the last question, you know what the answers for this question are. But if you want to read them again for everyone. Uh, When hit while taunting, removes from each enemy. When he is hit, removes from a random enemy. At the start of his turn, removes from each enemy. Or whenever an ally is hit, he removes from a random enemy. What is your answer? My answer, which is why I said it was the opposite, was Han, on his turn, does it. Stormtrooper Han does it, or Stormtrooper does it when he's taunting and he's hit. He'll remove turn meter from Mm, everyone. Really? And that is the answer. Um, I selected whenever an ally is hit, he removes from a random enemy. And uh, you, sir, are correct. No, like, it's funny, you know, I used to, uh, I used to wonder about Stormtrooper and how good he really was, but he is actually a pretty decent, uh, tank if you have him geared because, and this is one of the reasons, because he taunts a lot and all that turn meter remover, turn meter removal every time he's hit is very good. So anytime, any territory battle that requires Empire and I don't want to use Shore Trooper on the team. I always throw in Stormtrooper because I know he's going to do good things as the taunter. So, obviously it's not a pre-taunt, which pre-taunts are yeah. god, but uh, when he, once he gets his taunt off, it, it does... I may have things, to so. dig into that a bit more um, and check his kit out. Uh-uh. Mine's only gear 10, but at gear 10, at least in Hoth territory battle totally good enough nope. so all right uh question number eight who is the god of turn meter reduction able to remove a hundred percent turn meter on their basic ability commander luke skywalker ewok scout tebow or han solo i know, I know this, this one, one too what and anyone that played the rancor oh. in the early days oh, knows this one that's right Oh, did no, I just I'm change kidding. your answer? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no bleedo part two. Um, all right, so who is the god of turn meter reduction able to remove 100% of turn meter on basic? You selected... Tebow. I selected Tebow as well. That is a question. But he has, but he has, to, he be has to be stealthed. And he is a turn meter reduction fool. Oh, man. So good He back was, in the man. Day, he was man. a game changer. Mine is still... He's still at max level or max gear level <laughs> for the gear level yep. at the time. Mine too. I don't think pick. I've done anything. I think mine's since. gear nine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Last question. Which characters cannot give any buffs or debuffs, Ooh. but only manipulate turn meter? There are five answers. One of them spelled wrong. <laughs> you got Clone Sergeant, Tuscan Raider, Kawaii Gonjin, Scarf Rebel Pathfinder, and Magma Trooper, aka Jerry. Mm. Ooh. Alright. I Oh my god. I think I think I, think I, have, I my have my answer too. And I don't Can I ask you how many Two. you click? Yeah, I clicked four. All right, which characters <laughs> cannot give any buffs or debuffs but only manipulate turn meter? Clone Sergeant, Qui-Gon Jinn, Magma Trooper, Scarf Rebel Pathfinder, or and or Tuscan Raider. Should I hit submit? Let's hit it. Should I hit submit I'm on hitting, four out of five? I'm hitting it. All right, I did it. Damn. Ah. <laughs> there were three, and I got two of the three. Yeah, there were three, and I got three out of the three ah. plus an extra. Quite. Qu Kawaii Ganjin? Kawaii Ganjin? <laughs> Did not. That's pretty funny. He obviously inflicts a debuff somewhere. He he had to have done that on purpose, but it was still Well, he funny. gives offense up when he dispels. Oh, right. It was yep. buffs and debuffs. Crap. All right. Indeed. Well, there you go. All right, so what did you score? Um, probably worse than you this week. Let's see. I got five correct, so uh, five out of nine. Woo! I also got five out of nine. So Very nice. Good deal. Tie. But I didn't lose on quizzes, and this might be I'm the turning point I'm glad I didn't lose, me. so. Yeah, I have, not I have not won on quizzes yet. Ah. So. Um, Interesting. Man, the only thing I don't like about quizzes is that I can't look at the uh, the uh, leaderboard right now. Yeah, that is not good. Um, but I am current rank four out of eight, so I'm not at the well, bottom. Not too shabby. Uh, not all right, sir. Um, are we going to talk some Game of Thrones? I would love to talk some Game of Thrones. All right. Well, uh, this is pretty much going to do it for the Shattered Order podcast, episode 148. Of course, uh, check our podcast feed and you can find our review of episode four of Game of Thrones. And uh, we'll catch you guys there or catch you so guys next week. Let me just... Yes, let me throw you out all of this good old junk just because if you made it this far, you might be wondering it. So, if you want to hang out with us on Discord, we are very active there. We love talking to everybody there all week long through all the ups and downs of this game. The community, literally, I like... The community for this game is what 100%. keeps me going. Every week... That I play this game. I, I love all the. I love my guild. I love my alliance. I love the community around this podcast. Those two discords are literally where I spend most of my time all week. So, 
If you're interested in being a part of our Discord and hanging out there and being a part of that conversation, go to discord.me slash shattered order. There's a link there. You can join the Discord. Come hang out with us. We got lots of different things we talk about in there, and it is going on all week, and it is a lot of fun. Uh, if you listen to the podcast and you're interested in catching the live stream or catching a replay of the live stream, you can go to twitch.tv slash shattered order and check it out there. Um, as well, every week we put up the live stream. We outsource it to YouTube so you can watch the live stream on YouTube as well. And our YouTube is youtube.com slash shattered order pod. You can go down there and subscribe to the shattered order pod on YouTube's and you'll see all those videos as well. Twitter, twitter.com slash shattered order. We're on there a lot. Checking out all the random posts from CG carry as well as interacting with the community there. Um, If you want to support the show, Amazon Prime subs on Twitch are a very good way to do it. And that doesn't cost you anything if you own Amazon Prime. So if you link your Amazon Prime to your Twitch account, you can sub to this channel and that will help us out monthly. And uh, we always appreciate that. One other thing... Patreon.com. One other thing about the Twitch. One other uh, thing. If you sub to us on Twitch, you get this really cool little emoji guy to use in Discord. Anywhere on Discord that you want to use it. It is very awesome. So, a little, your little wampa. Discord, you can use it in Twitch as well. Uh, there are some other things that I need to go check out on our Twitch page for... Those year-long subs can get another emote or a little uh, icon next to their name Ooh. in chat. There's a lot of things that I have not checked out completely that I need to go and do. But uh, for everyone that's got that 12 months already, uh, I'm looking into getting you a little extra cheese in your chat. Heck yeah. Um, a lot of cool stuff. And the other thing is patreon.com slash shattered order. If you want to support us there, we have a lot of different uh, tiers there. You can go check that out. And we appreciate everyone that does that there as well. So as far as this show goes about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, we are done now. We want to thank you for listening. And uh, as far as I know, unless something happens, we will see you next week. Later.